What is up, everyone? Thank you for joining us here on the Pokemon Podcast. I'm your host, Cinderella, and I'm joined by my incredible co-host, Q. What it do, what it do. In today's episode, it is a welcome home roundtable episode with Famously Garnet and Gamecock Dave. Welcome back, boys. Welcome back. How we doing, fellas? What's up, man? I thought we fired him. What did I get fired for? I'm also one on the chopping block, man. No, Dave, I'm talking to you. He's been trying to get rid of me since day one. I have not been trying to get rid of you. I feel like the heat needs to be turned up on FGs. Look, man. You need to be turned up on FGs. I have not been trying to get rid of you. It was not me. Okay, it is the people. Okay, it is the people. So with that said, in today's episode, we will be giving our 2023 football schedule season predictions. So this is going to be a uh, quite a big episode. A lot of people want to know what the round table from the Welcome On podcast believes that we will be able to do this year with our potent football team. Our brand new offensive coordinator and system with an absolute elite amount of passing weapons. There's some concerns in the offense line and running back room. Defensively, we are replacing a lot in the back seven. So lots of question marks, but this could be a special season with certain pieces that are coming back. So this could be a special season. But before we get into all of that, we would like to give a word from our sponsor, Head Down Grind Up LLC. Head Down Grind Up is a mindset created three years ago by Gamecock Retweeter. Please join the movement and follow him on Twitter at BradSales312. Look out for more merch and NIL sponsorships in the near future. Again, please follow at BradSales312. That is B-R-A-D-S-A-L-E-S 312 and the Head Down Grind Up movement today. Alrighty, so let's go ahead and hop right on into this for our first game. We have the, the North Carolina Tar Heels in Charlotte in the Bank of America Stadium where the Carolina Panthers play. Look, I know that there's a lot of Carolina Panther fans here, and there is one here on the uh, round table, okay? But, um, uh, but after some of the things that have transpired over the past few years with them, possibly coming to Rock Hill and then the Nye and then some other things. I don't know how you as a South Carolina native can claim the Panthers as a hometown team anymore. I don't know. That team's a bum. That's they, really, they picked a guy that's as tall as FG. At least all my teams are in driving distance. I can't oh, say the same for y'all. Oh, he getting disrespectful. Yeah, well, this is the thing. Um, why Our would you want to drive up there? To that, I mean, we got to drive up there in September, don't we? Like one, yeah, fourteen actually wins. Horrible traffic, and two, a horrendous what? football team. Apparently, you've never been in Colombia during Russia. Oh, whoa! I have been in Colombia, absolutely, because I, I, Charlotte is honestly not that bad. Man. Look, after 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 some of the night games, it takes me approximately two to three hours to just get. Out of, I'm of uh, right Columbia, now. so it doesn't it doesn't take that long to leave Carolina. I uh, I understand. I'll that say part. this: Sucks. How do you feel that your quarterback cannot see over the offensive line? <laughs> <laughs> what are your thoughts hey, on that? It, did it work out for Russell Wilson though? Your quarterback is not Russell Wilson. I mean, yeah. that, that man had the blessing of Sierra's prayer. Like <laughs> I don't know that Bryce Young has the same prayer that has been. Parade. Hey man, you never know, man. He might get with Rihanna or something down the line. You never know. 
that hey, would be no. tragic. No, that's just not gonna happen, buddy. That's just not gonna <laughs> that happen. That would be the worst thing that could happen to that man since that, Bray it was would sliced. just hurt Q's feelings. Just you know, that, that's all there. That might. It might. I'm not gonna <laughs> say might. I'm not gonna say yes, I'm not gonna say no. All right. Here's the thing with the Carolina Panthers, all right. They've got so many gamecocks on that roster right now. How could you not love them? Well, I don't because know. they don't win. Because they're bad. They're pretty I mean, lately. I mean, sure. But Ron Rivera was, you know, he had his moments. Ron Rivera has not been Over, there since look, and, and since the Washington Commanders were the race <laughs> All right, so game one, the North Carolina Tar Heels versus South Carolina Gamecocks. There is a lot of talks that college game day might actually be in attendance. Will it happen? We don't know yet, but there are a lot of rumors behind the scenes that college uh, game day will be there. So that game is going to be an absolute blast. The Battle of the Carolinas. So, guys, what are your thoughts on game one? Battle of the Carolinas. Well, all right. See, I'm going to tell you exactly how the game's going to go, Sam. I've got the script. Oh, yeah? All right. So, mm-hmm. yep. First half, we're going to be down. Everybody's going to be freaking out. Not me, though. You know why? We're winning by two touchdowns. Oh. We're winning by 14. At, after the first half, we're going to be down, but we're going to come back, win by two touchdowns. A second half Ooh. domination. Yep. All Do right. we struggle with the defense, Dave, during your during the script? Or are we struggling any with the defense? I think Drake May just kind of like dominates and is Drake May for the first half. Okay. But they're not I think our defense is gonna catch up to it. And so yeah, mm-hmm. defensively we're just gonna kinda take over in the second half. Okay. I'm gonna be honest with you guys. I will not bet against us because that defense might be the worst thing I've seen since now. Since ass Nong. booty butt cheeks. They're ass booty butt cheeks. 100% yep. worst defense I've seen since Vietnam. Yep. And um, I refuse to bet against anybody that has to play that future of a defense when they have the caliber of players that we have. And that's my story, and I'm definitely sticking to it. Uh, but I can't see a two-touchdown win, Dave. Um, personally, I think we lead throughout the game. I can see us leading throughout the game, but I, I'm a, uh, I'm a firm believer that I, I think we'll pull this out. I think everyone's on the same page from the from the times I've seen in practice, the conversations I've had. Everybody cohesively is on the same page, from coaches to players to everything. You really don't have that distraction, Dave. Is that is that the word we're going to use now? I think we're going to start using that word distraction. It's very professional. We're not going to have a distraction this year like we kind of did last year that, you know, made things a little rougher than what we thought they would be. So two touchdown lead, but I think we lead throughout the game. I like it. My only, you know, as far as with Drake May, you don't really have much there as far as returning to UNC. And when I say that, you have J.J. Jones, which he's a, you know, a 500-yard Receiver guy probably next season, uh, but Jadubri and Devontae Walker from Kent State that is almost a thousand yard guy last season, and then uh, Nate McCollum he came from Georgia uh, Georgia Tech, uh, another pretty good wide receiver um, piece there. However, game one you don't really have any chemistry yet, 
South Carolina is a challenging opponent against UNC. Like Q already said, that defense is an absolute joke. Desmond Evans is a former five-star, and he absolutely looks like he belongs in third string for South Carolina. I mean, the guy's absolutely terrible. They have so many good uh, players going to the transfer portal. I don't see this game being close. I, I really don't. I see a three-touchdown game, maybe possibly four. Mm. For me. Mm. That'd be a statement win. We can, we can, you know, well, say that. That'd be a real statement win. Who's, who's going to defend? Who's going to? If if it's a shootout game, I feel like South Carolina is going to firmly take over. I, I mean, that, that. yeah, uh, that's the way I feel about this one. Clayton White makes really good second half adjustments, so I do agree with that. Mm-hmm. Our secondary is nothing to play with. Absolutely, this would be like a really good first game in a very hyped up matchup for some of the younger players to kind of get experience really, really quickly. Because once they are playing the likes of like at Georgia or at Tennessee or Florida coming into South Carolina that we touch on a little bit later, this is a good game for them to go into those kind of environments and them not to be rattled because there's a little bit of experience already. So very, very good game there. Also, I think that... I think that we can lose this game, so we have to be on our A game. Us having a, a new offense doesn't help uh, because you've got to work out all of the corks and the kinks. But, hey, North Carolina, they are in the same ballpark as well because their offense coordinator is now at Wisconsin, which, by the way, I don't know about y'all, but I'm going to be watching a lot more Wisconsin football this year because uh, they put together a hell of a staff. They so, did. They did. Yeah, so that is going to be a interesting thing to watch what happens over there. So let's just run around the round table. What are y'all's predictions for the game win-loss? And if you want to give a score, go right ahead. Dub. Dub for the UNC game. Two touchdowns. Cup. I got a dub. Uh, I got to run the numbers real quick. So I'll let you guys go. Then I'll fig- well, I figure mm. this out. Running the numbers. I like it. FG. Yeah, the real Carolina takes this one, um, just like they did in the Mayo Bowl. It's, it's all South Carolina in this one. I just I don't sure. I mean, Sin, I get what you're saying. South Carolina could lose it if they're not yep. on the right. You know, if they're mm-hmm. not playing football right. If they come out flat, sure. Drake May is a hell of a quarterback. Maybe he can get something going with his wide receivers. I just, I just I'm not seeing it with our defense and their defense. Like I said, is just terrible. Yeah, just terrible. So we we get the W. I don't have a score to give you, but like I said, okay. probably three touchdowns. I got my score. Oh yeah, Gamecocks win forty five thirty. Mmm, forty nine thirty five. Mine was forty nine thirty five. There we go. There we go. Jeez. Okay. Okay. Very nice. Um, I'm gonna go with the South Carolina Gamecocks get the dub, and uh, I don't know why. I think that that we might see like a little trick play come out mm-hmm. of old Shane Beamer. And I could see DeKaron Joyner throw for a touchdown. We move on to next week, which is the Furman at South Carolina. It is a night game. What do y'all think about that? I think that this is pretty clear. Yeah, a unanimous dub. dub. Yeah. Dub, and I need, I need a four touchdown win. I need nothing less than a four touchdown. Yeah, I mean, probably like what, like fifty nine to like ten or something like that, somewhere in that ballpark. Yeah, somewhere in that ballpark. And that game, 
either that one or the North Carolina one, I think we do see the debut of Lenoris Sellers somewhere in those first two games. Been been saying for months we should be seeing him at Furman. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Second half Sellers, Uh, Furman game. Second half Sellers. I will say this about Furman. Last season, they had a good season. They won like 10 games last season. So – I could I could see it being like a thirty five point win or something like that. I won't quite say we're going to beat him by fifty. Um, I don't know. I, I I don't know enough about Furman to be honest with you. So, but I, I do know they came off a good season. So I know they lost a lot. Okay. Yeah. No. And for anyone questioning about these season predictions, because I know that there this is about the time where all of the season predictions come out. Ours is one hundred percent right because we have done the most research out of anyone in the country on all of these teams. <laughs> And on and our we know own, ball. and we know ball. So uh, if you want to know how the season is going to go, listen. Just keep on listening to this episode because we have done more research than anyone else, especially me. Phil still has nothing on us. Okay, no, no. He asks us what we think about these uh, teams. So this is very factual. This is so getting clipped. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> because we know ball. So mm-hmm. and everybody wants to hear what we have to say. That's why it's going to get clipped. Saturday, September 16th at Georgia. This is the dreaded 3.30. But, hey, it is the CBS game of the week. The very last year for CBS and the SEC. Very, very sad. But it is good that we we will be a part of their last year. Uh, this is definitely a, a top 25 matchup if the season goes how how we are predicting it. This could be a top 20 matchup. It could be top 15, okay? What do we think about at number one Georgia? I think this is a game where it's a we need to show that we're we're serious. We're not pretenders. We're, we're, we're serious. And so in order for that to happen, we cannot lose by more than double than 10 points. For us to show that we're serious, we need to have a close game. It needs to go down to the end, and if they come out with the win, so be it. But we need to have played a a good football game and gave them a run for their money. That is that is a hundred percent how I feel. I am not backing down from that statement. I like it. That's nice. Look, y'all, I'm gonna be there most likely. Ooh. Hopefully, mm. I, you know, I'm not I'm not looking forward to this one, as Stephen would say. I'm putting it as a loss for now. Mm. Putting it as a loss for now. Okay. Yeah. I I'd like to see I'd like to see a couple touchdowns in the first half. That's not a shot at the team last year, but it's just the improvement that I'd like to see this year. Um yep. yeah, I, I don't have high hopes. My thing is if if Rick was still the coach at Georgia with all the arrests that Georgia's had, I would feel a little better about this game because Yeah. How much? How many rests they've had in the off season, and you know they'll probably have a couple more until kickoff. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, that being said, um, eh, dude, Athens is a hard place to play. We shocked the world in 2019. That team had no business beating the Georgia Bulldogs that day, but they did it. Stranger things have happened. I just, and maybe Carson Beck is not as good as everybody is playing him out to be. Yeah. Look, Georgia lost a lot of players. Mm-hmm. That is something we all know we can all agree on. But at the same time, the South Carolina ready is can Spencer go on a hot you know, go to a hostile environment like Georgia, Death Valley 
Clemson, I whatever, man. That's you know, they play nobody in that stadium most of the time. That's why their win record was as high as it was. Clemson's whatever, but Georgia, on the other hand, that is a real atmosphere. If Rattler can can perform, hey man, this game may be closer than a lot of people think. I think we're gonna lose, but it would not surprise me if they did it. If if yeah. they did the damn thing, it would not surprise me. I mean, especially if we get more of the South Carolina team that we saw in the last two to three games of the season. They the, Those teams 100% could. 100% could. So if mm-hmm. Dow Loggins, okay, if Dow Danger Zone Loggins can just keep on bringing back that magic, there's always a chance, okay? There's always a chance. But, uh, yeah, I think this is a unanimous – our first loss on the season. Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately. That's unfortunate. Yeah. But um I'm with FG. If we see a team that's inspired, yeah. you never know. But the cards yeah. fall where they may. Yeah. That's absolutely. Fun. Absolutely. All right. So we are at two and one, still in the top twenty five. And we come back home Saturday, September twenty third to or Mississippi State Bulldogs come to the South Carolina Gamecocks. So this is the first year of the Zach Arnett era, and mm-hmm. we will also be doing our Welcome Home podcast at tailgate during this game as well. So lots of fun events are going to be happening during this time. And look, man, when you have a team that has a brand new coaching staff, like like year one, some people are calling this year zero for Mississippi State and Zach Arnett. And you have as many moving pieces as they had, and you have to travel as far away from Mississippi, like as far as Mississippi to South Carolina. Honestly, I don't see how you pull it off. I just don't. I mean, anything can happen, okay? Anything can happen, but I'm just going to go ahead and chalk this up as a win for the South Carolina Gamecocks. 100%. Mm Mm-hmm. I, I think it's good. losing this game. I think it'll be yeah. a win too. I think yeah. their I think their offense is going to be so different than it was last year. Yeah, that it's just going to take them a while to get started. You know, then yeah. yeah, that travel's horrible too, which we'll get to for the Gamecocks later. But <laughs> yeah, I I I think it should be a, a win, a respectable win. Yeah, I've, I've got South Carolina win as well. You know, the week before. You know, yeah, South Carolina's got Georgia, but also Mississippi State has got has LSU coming into town. Yep. LSU, another physical SEC team. You know, I've seen it before. A lot of these teams, they get beat down real bad. They come out the next week flat. They can't do anything. They're tired from the week before. Hopefully we're not on that kind of the end, you know, that end. But, um, yeah, I got South Carolina winning as well. And it'll be nice to take Brandon Walker down a peg, too. Right oh, after I cannot. It, the the guy just doesn't know ball, man. Yep. He just doesn't know ball, man. Doesn't know ball. Maybe I need to make a shirt that says Brandon Walker doesn't know ball. There you oh, go. That'd be sick. That would mm-hmm. be sick. I don't see why you wouldn't have to. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. So uh so we're all, all saying that this is a win and we go to three and one. Still in the top twenty five. And we go to the very next week we go to Knoxville, Tennessee. And September 30th, we will be playing the Tennessee Volunteers, who by this point 
we will kind of see what Joe Milton and the volunteers are made of. So we will see if they are the real deal or if they are the most hyped up team in the offseason like a lot of us believe. So I think out of every game of the season, this might be like the most critical on if we're going to have a great season or if we're just going to have a good season. Okay, I think if you win this one, that gives you confidence going into the uh, bye week. You are 4-1 and one with some very winnable uh, games coming in the second half, and you can turn this into a fantastic season. If you're 3-2, and two, I think you're still in the top 25. I, st- I still think that you still have a chance to have a great, like a really, really good season. But I think you're always going to kind of look back and be like, eh, what if we won that Tennessee game? What if? So, what do y'all think about this uh, game in Knoxville, Tennessee? I'm going a, I'm to a keep it real. Hugh, I'm talking to you. I know. I know. I know. I think Joe's going to be like a Heisman finalist this year. <laughs> like, honestly, I think he's really good. <sighs> Jesus. See, I'm sold on him, but I'm not sold on hype, if that makes any sense. Like, I don't know. Like, Hypel year three at UCF kind of got, like, exposed. Right. So, and so that's where I was going with it. Again this year. That's where I was going with it, Dave. So, I get your point, And it's fair. It's valid. The only thing I can say to this is you gave up six or three points. And your defense is worse this year than it was last year. Just going so up to I, Neyland, though, scares me, too. I think they do not have the weapons or the firepower to overcome a 63-38 point loss that they did last year. I do not think they are 25 points better and have a better defense to stop what we did last year. Because we did all that last year really without a running game. And the person who gave who had the most points – or who had the most yards in the running game is going to be the running back. So you, I mean, the stadium itself, sure, I get it. If we lose, it's going to be because we sur- we sur- we succumb to the stadium. We we had the wrong mindset walking in there, but I do not think that team is going to have that mindset because they know they're coming after them. No, I agree. Um, I, looking at Tennessee, I mean, obviously what we did last year was absolutely insane. You know, Tennessee lost a lot. Um, of course, they lost with their defense. You know, they, they bring back, you know, Jim McCullough. They brought in the guy that got destroyed all night, uh, Kamal Hedden, which he was – oh, man. He's a, he's a walking meme at this point. And, uh, you know, look, yeah – I like Joe Milton. I think he's solid. However, I haven't seen enough from him yet. I'm sorry. Uh, the kid, he was still overthrowing a lot of guys uh, from what we've seen from him. So I'm not ready to say he's going to be a Heisman finalist or anything like that. I think that's kind of kind of close to Anthony Richardson talk, to be honest with you. And I can't put him there. Uh, I will say, though, you know, Tennessee lost a big playmaker, man, last year. They lost Jalen Hyatt, and uh, that was big for their offense. Uh, they have guys, Brew McCoy came back, uh, Squirrel White, and Ramal Keaton, which are great wide receivers for them. 
Uh, the running back, of course, Jalen Wright, is phenomenal. Um, so we expect a good season from him this year as well. With that being said, though, I got South Carolina pulling the win off of Knoxville. I just I, I, that's the way I feel about it. I like that. I, I'm with that. I, I'm. I want. I think we're going four and one. I think we pull out a nail biter, like a ten point win, no more than ten points. It's not going to be last year, but I do think we still pull out the win. I think we are still the more prepared team. And I like. And I'm going to go off Dave's logic on it. Heupel's third year is a very exposing year for him. There's always a game every year that South Carolina loses that they probably shouldn't lose. And I've been debating on what game that would be this year. And I've come to a conclusion that, you know, this is not that game. And South Carolina goes into Knoxville and whoops that ass. Like yes, it. sir. I like it. That man's sitting spitting. I'm sorry. I can't pick us to lose in a game where our team, you could argue, has gotten better offensively over mm-hmm. the past year, and their team has gotten worse offensively and defensively. That's true. So, and we just put up nine touchdowns on them last year. I cannot say that we're going to lose just because of locations. Just right. because we're in Knoxville and not in Columbia. I'm sorry, but a football field, is it is the exact same size wherever you go. Talk to him, Sid. Talk okay. to him. This is about the Jimmies and the Joes. Mm-hmm. And the Timmies and the and the nose. Exactly. And we sure. gotten better. They've gotten worse. We just whooped that ass. We did. So gimme the dub. We go four and one. We are feeling absolutely electric. We are feeling fantastic. Another top twenty five dub here. Okay. And at this point, going into the offseason. We're probably in the top, you know, 10 to 15, somewhere in that range, okay? That's where we are probably ranked at the time, like probably like 12th, okay? Probably somewhere around there. With that being said, the next week off of the bye week, we introduce Florida. October 14th, Florida comes into town, and we would definitely see if it is some rocky waters or if Billy Napier pulls a rabbit out of the bag and he pulls off a incredible season up to this part of the season. But I, look, I'm sorry, but if you're going into the season and Graham Mertz is your starting quarterback and the backups don't look inspiring at all, don't see high hopes. And I think that Billy Napier and the Florida project might be done after three years. I don't know. What do y'all think? Uh, I fully agree. Um, I went through their schedule in a space um, a couple days ago, a week ago, and I realized they're going three and nine this year. <laughs> yeah. And so I, I fully expect Billy to be fired. Yeah. Jeez. Graham Mertz like, is their quarterback. Look, man. Yeah. Graham Mertz. Look, man, how crazy Graham is it to say that – a lot of South Carolina fans wanted Billy Napier as as our head coach because he has head coach experience and he goes into Florida and he gets fired after year three. How crazy would that be while Shane Beamer is excelling? 
Mm-hmm. Which is why I always say that head coach experience means absolutely nothing. I think that is the biggest myth in sports that head coach experience means something when you're trying to be a head coach. I think it's the biggest myth. Uh, win loss. What do y'all got? I got to win. I mean, it's Florida. Like I said, Graham Mertz is their quarterback. Uh, last year was, you know, this should have happened. Yeah. Last year shouldn't have happened. Yeah. Florida doesn't concern me at all, man. They, they, they just simply don't. You know, mm-hmm. and, and look, South Carolina, they've got their, that game on their mind. You know, it's a game I can see is winning by, you know, two scores. Uh, yeah. Maybe, you know, another, maybe a third score, depending on what happens. Uh, I just, I just, I don't see Florida. I just don't see it, man. I don't see Florida challenging us in this game. I don't think Spencer Rattler's forgotten what happened last year. No. And he wants his revenge. I agree. I we're gonna t- we're gonna they're gonna come to Columbia. We're gonna take care of business and send them on their way. We're winning by three scores. Mm, I like it. I believe that South Carolina will win by about ten points, ten to twenty points against Florida. It's a revenge game. It's gonna put us at what is that five and one at this point? Yep. Yeah, I, I believe we're going five and one uh, heading into a long stretch. Yeah, absolutely, man, absolutely. So five and one with wins versus Florida, Tennessee, Mississippi State, Furman, and North Carolina, and went and a loss versus Georgia. That is where we are right now, about halfway through the schedule. So, so the week after Saturday, October twenty first, we go to Missouri, the dreaded Missouri game that gets us every single year. That is that game of what if or it shouldn't have happened or. Whatever you want to say there, it is always that game every single year that preseason we say, that's an easy one, mark it up, dub. Okay, Missouri never has a good year. They come into Columbia, or we go into Columbia, and something wrong happens every single time. Okay, the team is just flat. But we're going to their Columbia, and I think that this year, like every other year, I think that this year we finally break it. Okay, I have us beating the Missouri Tigers. I think that they haven't really improved much, and I think we have. And I think that us going five and one at this point, probably a top ten team or close to it. I think that we are feeling ourselves. We are hot, and we got and we got all of the cylinders cooking. And we go into Columbia, Missouri, and we whoop that ass. What do y'all think? I do. I think this is the year we get over the hump. I think this is the year. I think Shane wants this win to go ahead and get the Mayor's Cup back in Columbia, and I believe that's what's going to happen. Every fiber of my being wants to say that we win this game, and we should win this game <laughs> easily. I am just terrified of that dork Eli Drinklins. He's He's got a hold over the University of South Carolina. Yeah. But this – Boys, it's our year, okay? Beamer is getting over the hump, and we are beating Missouri. Yeah, no, I would. Uh, I would have to agree. I would have to agree that South Carolina should absolutely win this game, and there's no question that South Carolina should get over the hump. However, oh, son of a bitch! No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> 
Yeah, South Carolina's good. I was about to say, you're 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 killing us at this point. <laughs> <laughs> no, Game Gamecocks, uh, you know, no, they 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 won. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. So with that, we are six and one going to Texas A and M. Like I said, there are a few games every single year that South Carolina loses that they shouldn't lose, and I think that this is one of them. I think with right, the traveling yeah. and with A&M, like, they have good talent and they play hard. Jimbo always has them playing hard. Even last year when we were absolutely destroying them, they actually fought back and they gave us a good game, okay? So I think that this is going to be one of them that – because of location and travel, because it's so far away, it takes a toll on players. And I think that Anim has improved over last season. I think we dropped this one, but that's just my opinion. What do y'all got? I was literally that was going to be the game. I said that's our trap game, back to back road games. I just feel like we're not. Cal feels really tough. I don't see us winning in Calfield this year. Unfortunately, um, I, I honestly don't see us winning the Cowfield this year. I don't yeah. have a good feeling about the game. Um, so I could see us being, was that six and two? Yep. Yeah, I could see us being six and two. Unfortunately, I think we drop it as well. Kind of alluded to the travel earlier. I think everybody's just going to be exhausted and going into Kyle Field. Brutal. Yeah, don't think we win this one. Yeah, nope. I'm rather with y'all, unfortunately, in this. Uh, last year, I called the win against a and uh, Preseason say we'd beat A&M for the first time. Um, so, yeah, but going into Kyle Allen Field, I mean, Kyle Allen, wow. Going to Kyle Field, it's tough. Uh, that environment is a strong environment. Um, you know, it's it's tough. It's it's very, very tough. I feel like Jimbo has a established class at this point i will say if south carolina does you know wind up beating a&m it's not because of bobby petrino i'm gonna put that out there right now He's i don't not think the they'll reason. get along i, I do not think either. they're gonna i think no i, I think you're I gonna think be personalities yeah I think and, personalities and hot, and hot take two guys hot take two bobby petrino was not jimbo fisher's pick Jimbo Fisher wanted someone else, and they forced Bobby Petrino on him. I, mm. I can believe that. I can believe that. I'm telling y'all, being in the trenches in those spaces helps me. Hey, fun fact, <laughs> Bobby Petrino has me blocked on Twitter. Hey, there you really? go. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, after he uh, he cut or he gray-shirted Matt Coburn, remember if he played at Dutch Fork? Yeah. Mm. And mm-hmm. I, I called him out on it, and uh, he blocked me or his girl or whoever did it. I don't know. <laughs> It's just That's funny. Yeah. That's funny. All righty. So, with that, we are six and two. And, uh, and we are coming back home in the Battle of the Cocks. South Carolina Gamecocks versus the Jacksonville State Gamecocks. The two Gamecocks, they square up in Columbia, South Carolina for a November 4th game. Look, you can make as many jokes there as you want. I think that we are just the better team. And I think that we get the easy win here for a good bounce back game. I think this is pretty universal here on the round table. Am I wrong? Universal. No. 
Oh, there right. we go. That'll take Alrighty. us to seven and two. I, hang, I'm kind of worried. Oh, wouldn't God. It be, okay. I'm not wouldn't it you. be the the most Gamecock thing ever? Well, here we to go. Be six and two, and then lose to Jacksonville State. We're not Florida no, State. No, it would not be the most Gamecock. <laughs> would, I'm just saying. Like, I it don't wouldn't think be. it happens, but I'm just saying. That would not be the most Gamecock thing ever, no. Losing the Gamecock Bowl? Come on, man. We are not losing the Cock Bowl, all right? I think we win, but I'm just saying. Like, it, Oh, no. my God. Think about it. I'm not. So, with that, we are 7-2, and two, and we have Vanderbilt at home November 11th. And I think just like the week prior that this is a unanimous easy dub, it's Vanderbilt. Yeah. I will say, Clark Lee. It's Clark got Lee turning over there. He has them playing hard. He has them playing well, but it's still Vanderbilt. So, I think that this is a unanimous dub here on the round table. With that, we are going to go into the second to the last week of the season, and we are sitting at eight and two, and we have Kentucky at home. Kentucky with their new quarterback, Devin Leary. And I believe that they brought back their old offense coordinator from two seasons ago that led them to what, like that nine and three or 10 and two season or something like that. So they brought him back from the, I believe he was with the Rams. This is the second to last uh, game on the schedule. We are at home. It is Kentucky. And like I said earlier, there are a few games South Carolina loses that they should not lose. I think South Carolina is the better team. I think South Carolina should win this game. And I think South Carolina loses just because we just lose one that we shouldn't. Now, the AM game, totally understandable that we might lose that. Georgia, absolutely. Don't expect it. But there's always that one game where we look back on the season and we're like, there's no way that we lost that, dude. Like, what the heck? Like, this past season, Missouri. Like, that Missouri team was not good, and we lost it. And I mean, just, I, I don't know. And I think this year, it could be Kentucky. At home, second to last game of the season. So, what do y'all think? No. No. I No. If I'm being honest, I think Devin Leary is... I don't think he's good at all. I don't think he's good. I think think he's really, really good. I do. I I think it's BS that we've even had the illusion streaks we've been having with this daggum team. Um, Kentucky literally is trash. I fear Mandy over Kentucky right now. Let me – let's summarize this up. Hang on. Sorry, we're eight and two right now with Kentucky yep. coming home. Yeah, Willie B's going to be insane. Yeah, because at this point I, we're in the top fifteen as well, Dave. Oh, I think we, we are the, definitely top fifteen. I think we have the better coach and the better quarterback. Yep. I think we Same. win pretty easily. Yeah, yeah, and I, I think we get to nine and two. Yep, I like that. And I don't know if it's a true stat or other or not, but I don't think South Carolina's ever lost to Kentucky as a ranked team at home. Probably not. Not that I can remember. Look, man. Look, I mean, South Carolina always – see, now this this is the most South Carolina thing right here, to lose this uh, game, okay? This is the most South Carolina thing. And 
I don't know. Like, there's just always that one game, dude. Like, there's always that one. Even during the golden years, okay? Like, like those during the 11 and 2 seasons, we always lost, like, one game that was just like, how and why? Uh, I mean, like, y'all should remember, like, the Tennessee game. Like, the catch that shouldn't have happened. I mean, it's stuff like that. Like that, and like that's what I'm talking about, okay? And, and I don't know, dude. I don't know. I personally oh, think that we I, I, I'll say lose this, it, and I don't think we should. I'll say this, Sid. I can see why you feel that way. The reason why I feel so strongly when we have a this is the first time, Jesus, Jesus day. <clears throat> I mean, Garnet, this first time since, geez, man, we were kids that we've had a four game home streak in a row. Yeah, yeah, it's been a while. We, we were children. When this when the last time it happened. Schedule update before we get into the last game of the season. I'm at seven and three with losses at Texas AM, Kentucky, and Georgia. Q and FG both have us at eight and two mm-hmm. with losses at AM and Georgia. And Dave has us at seven and three with losses at AM, Georgia, and Tennessee. So that is the that is the schedule update going into the last game of the season. As we all know, it is uh, it is versus Clemson. This could be a top ten matchup. It could be. be. It it could be a top twenty matchup. Top ten doesn't matter. We could see college game day here. We could, if both teams have the seasons that they are hoping for and that they are expected to have. This could be a, another college uh, game day appearance. And that would that could be two of them, two out of the twelve weeks go for a South Carolina game, which would be astronomically amazing. That'd be huge. So, with that said, Clemson comes to Williams Bryce Stadium, and as we all know, we beat them last year, thirty-one to thirty, in a just incredible, fantastic uh, game where we did something special on all three levels of the game. So what do y'all think that we do versus Clemson here in the last game of the season? We start a streak. Mm-hmm. I have this at 10 and two. That is, that is not sitting well with me, but I, I think we go four and no in that home stretch and I'm not going to give Clemson a win ever in my life. So, there you we, go. We're getting to win. I truly don't see how we could lose against Clemson. That's a good point. We got them at home. We beat them last year. We're better. Who knows how they are? I I really I really think I really think we're gonna win this one. It's gonna be a fun game to be at. Yeah. I I'm not I'm not gonna come on a Gamecock podcast. And say that Clemson is going to win as a Gamecock fan. After Clemson lost just about, you know, a handful of their playmakers last year. Sure, they bring back Jeremiah Trotter. Um, oh gosh, uh, Tyler Davis is still there. But they, they lost a ton of guys. They lost a ton of guys. They're offense, sure, lethal. But there's no generational quarterback taking snaps right now. There's no generational quarterback. Kate Clubbing, hate it for the kid, but 
I just I, I don't see it from him. He's no Trevor Lawrence. He's no Deshaun Watson. I like uh, no. South Carolina wins and cute. We're attended to, and I, I said, you know, and I tell people, a nine-win season is what I see. Looking back, sure we could potentially drop the one in Knoxville just because it's Knoxville, but I stay attended to. FG, have uh, have you heard what people have been calling Cade? Oh, they call him Noodle Arm Cade. Mm-hmm. That's just not me. That's what people mm-hmm. have been saying. The people hey. been talking. Yeah. The streets. Yeah. 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 I mean, look, they got they got a good offense. You know, Will Shipley's a pretty good running back. Uh, definitely not CMC 2.0, whatever the Clemson fans call him. Close. Um, but hey, you know, no, give me the give me the Gamecocks. New Lauren Cade. I like that one. I like it. We barely beat them last year, and it should have been an ass whooping. Okay, we made some mistakes that shouldn't have happened. They also made some mistakes that shouldn't have happened, and we barely got the dub. But we all feel like if we just had a few of those things just go our way, like the like not scoring on the one after the big juju reception, stuff like that. Okay, mm-hmm. if we just have a few of those things go our, our way, it that was an ass whooping waiting to happen. Okay, and I feel that Cle- like Clemson fans, like they are still like it didn't really hurt them that bad. Okay, it didn't hurt them bad. Like, yeah, they lost the streak, multiple streaks actually mm-hmm. that day. Okay, and yes, it did hurt, but they are also saying it's like, hey, like y'all barely beat us. You beat us by one with one of our worst teams in years, yada, yada, yada. Well, I want to hear what, what they are going to say after we give them an ass whooping, a proper ass whooping in Columbia, mm. South Carolina this year, okay? I want to mm. hear the narrative, okay, because they have no excuses. They have no excuses because we beat them last year in their home. They come to our house, and we're going to give them a proper ass whooping. Okay, so give me with a dub, and not only just a dub. I think we beat them by two or more touchdowns. Okay, I think we just beat them to the ground. So give me a 9-3 and three season with losses versus Kentucky, A&M, and Georgia. FG's at ten and two, losses at Georgia and A and M. Dave, you are at you are at nine and three, with losses, losses to Tennessee, A and M, and Georgia. Yeah. <laughs> yep. There you go. And Q's at ten and two with FG with losses at A and M and Georgia. So there you go. The roundtable we. Are looking at a nine and three or ten and two season. No matter what, I th- I think that we end up in the top twelve, maybe top ten, with either of these records. And uh, and yeah, man, we will be seeing kind of what uh, Georgia and Tennessee what they do with their schedule. I think that we could be fighting for a SEC championship berth potentially, depending on what both of their seasons are. 
looking like. And if not, then we are looking at a fantastic bowl game against one of the top teams in the country. So with that said, we are going to go ahead and hop into some of y'all's favorite portions, which is, uh, well, the first one, as always, is Gamecock Dave Knows Ball Take of the Week. So, Dave, what do you know ball on? It's pretty simple. Oh, yeah? Spencer Rattler is going to break the single-season passing record this year. Yeah. And not only is he going to break it, but he's going to smash it, and he's going to throw for over 4,000 yards. Jesus Christ. Mm Mm-hmm. That is one hell of a prediction. Yep. I mean, I think the stars are aligning for a Spencer Rattler domination season. Now, does that put him into Heisman contention? I don't know. We'd have to. Do, I'd have to crunch the numbers on the touchdowns. Got to crunch some numbers. Yeah. I okay. Crunch the numbers. Okay. So uh, maybe we can get that because we'll get that's to that gonna, next one. Yeah, yeah. We will get that to to that in a, another episode. So, um. All right, uh, FG. What is your ridiculous stat of the day? Ridiculous stat goes to the guys that got drafted this past week in MLB. South Carolina had six, not including, of course, the recruits and signings and whatnot. So, uh, give give credit, South Carolina man. Um, you know, shout out to Jack Mahoney, uh, Will Sanders, uh, Kate Austin, uh, Noah Hall, uh, Braylon Wimmer, and then uh, of course uh, Hicks. Right, Hicks is. Some picks. So you got all those guys, you know, and then McGillis. I mean, I was kind of shocked McGillis did not get signed. Yep. I mean, not signed, but get drafted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. Yep. Yeah. Um, I know he got signed to the uh, Angels, but I was I was shocked he didn't get drafted. I really was. Yeah. McGillis is a great bat out there. I just mm-hmm. I was surprised. Meanwhile, the yeah, taxes no. gonna have to pay too. Yeah. Probably gonna be some some ridiculous uh, taxes for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know, man. So. That was uh, a pretty shocking thing to see Will McGillis not get drafted. I think that um, it was a a day three selection, in my opinion. But uh, him not getting drafted was definitely a big surprise. Big surprise. I mean, to take somebody with his offensive ability, and he has some defensive prowess too, okay? He's not the best defender out there, but he's not the worst. But he can really hit and hit well. And I think you've got to take a guy like that in like the 17th, 18th, 19th, 20th round. I don't think that you're going to hurt your or, your organization with, with taking someone like that. And some of the guys taken in those rounds, I mean, I'm just kind of looking at it. I'm like, yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. But I, I will say second base isn't a premier spot to pick a player. I think there's only like six of them taken in the entire draft because a lot of of the times you can get more athletic guys that, you know, come up as a shortstop and then you move them over. Okay. So, I mean, am I surprised? Yes. Is it like the biggest shocker in the world? No, but yeah, man. I mean, I think with a little more athleticism there, I think he probably gets drafted, but so it is what it is. Q, what do we have for the big fat nuggets, man? 
So what we got today is some serious nugs. Um, tomorrow there will be a commitment. We were in for, we are not in for at the moment, but that kid will continue to be monitored and pursued. He does still have his, um, his official visit he can still take. And he still has a cookout that he is looking at attending. So, um, and if you don't know, that's Mr. Adams from Virginia Beach, Virginia. Um, so that's him. Now that's the bad news. On to the good news. July 17th, ladies and gentlemen, Malcolm Ziegler, who just moved up to, if I'm not mistaken, a top 40 recruit on On Three's website. Mm. I believe he's like, he's like 39 or something like that. Yeah, just moved to 39. He will be committing. And word on the street is we have been – may have a little lead there. <laughs> but we will see. We have to keep monitoring that. Uh, Liam Andrews, he should be committing within the next few days or next weeks. Um, it's between us and Penn State. I like where we stand, but no one knows for, for sure. I can see him being a nifty lion. Um, so we'll see. Um, we're still waiting to see when Hill is going to uh, – actually shoot out his um, commitment date and stuff. I still think July may be it, maybe early August. Um, I do think Hill is muddling if he's going to come to the cookout or not. Uh, And so that's where we're at with that. And last but not least, Dylan Stewart. A lot of people are asking questions about commitment. Right now, I have heard per source, per source season, guys, per source, my sources have said that it is a strong chance we're looking at mid to late August for the commitment. Let's see how this plays out, boys. There you like go. It. There you go. And with the Dylan Stewart, okay, he recently on on three's rankings dropped f- from the number one player in the country to the number 10 player in the country. And if you know anything about South Carolina and recruiting rankings, mm-hmm. that bold wills for the South Carolina uh, Gamecocks, because every time that someone's about to commit or just committed to South Carolina, they always get dropped for no reason. Like no football is being played. They just get dropped. I don't know. Whatever it is what it is um there's a lot of conspiracy when it comes to rankings like that and there's been some shady things that have came out that have been confirmed you know some people like to purchase rankings and stuff i don't know is what it is but so there is that um with my around the horseshoe and with this being said we might have a special interview here in the next month with some of the guys that are going to be running this operation and that the only thing that I have to say is that the Cox by 90 and Steve Tannehill have came together mm. to purchase Breakers and Breakers Live in Columbia and they are turning it into the CB18 and I don't know about y'all. I'm psyched. I can't wait. Can't wait to I get that. I can't wait. Like I never really liked breakers, if I'm being honest. Yeah. 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 Yeah, no, look, man. I mean five points over the past couple of years, and I know FG's very passionate about this topic here. <laughs> um 
him some might say a little too passionate but hey, I, I love my city what can i say yeah yeah, yeah no uh five points used to be amazing it's kind of gone down the toilet over the past couple of years and this is a great step in the right direction into reviving it and potentially bringing it back because uh as fg knows uh because he spent a lot of time in five points doing some very fun activities (laughs) um (laughs) There are a lot of moments and memories that can be made with a special destination like Five Points. And I think the CB18 uh, bar, which is a, obviously it is what you think it is with Steve Tannehill running it with an amazing partner in Cox by 90 and some others. This is going to be a all South Carolina uh, dedicated uh, bar. So it's going to be a wonderful and an amazing start into hopefully reviving that area. And also it's going to be a fantastic place for some NIL opportunities. I know that they just announced um, a grand opening or something like that um, here for the uh, July 29th date. Um, they are, they've already sold out on tickets, but they have relaunched some more tickets. So Hopefully, by the time you are listening to this, you can um, you can grab yourself one. And uh, all you have to do is just go onto Twitter, go onto uh, Cox by Nineties uh, Twitter. He has a link there, and and it is going to be a great meet and greet with a lot of fantastic uh, Gamecocks who want to see not only five points come back, but to uh, but to launch the CB18 uh, bar. So that is going to be a great event. I know a few guys here are are uh, are uh, attending it. So, mm-hmm. so yeah. So you might be able to catch some members of the roundtable there. So with that being said. Around the roundtable too. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Around like the that. round table at the CB18 uh, bar right there, you know. Uh, so with that said, I'd like to give a shout out again to our sponsor. Head down to Grind Up LLC. Be sure to follow Gamecock Twitter on Twitter at BradSales312, B-R-A-D-S-A-L-E-S 312 to join the movement today. All righty. That is the end of this episode. Thank you for listening to the Welcome Home Podcast with your host, Cinderella Q. We hope you enjoyed this episode, as always, with Gamecock Dave and famously Garnet on the roundtable. And as always, you can head over to Spotify or iTunes to catch up on our past episodes. Give this one a rating and review and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at WelcomeHPod. That's all for this episode. We will see you next time.